Hey. Hey, everybody. What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) This is so exciting. It is. It is. Now, it is episode 54, Asked by the Giant. I'm just going to play the intro real quick. Boom. And (laughs) we have very special guests today here, Laurie Joy. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks guys for having me. Now, you are the founder at Lori Joy, the Mojo Mama. You were the founder at Growing Globals, and then you are way of speaking. So there's a lot of stuff going on with you, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I guess you could say that. I wish I had a brain that would turn off, and then maybe my life would be easier. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> So I would like to talk about the joy of speaking first, if you don't mind. I don't. Okay, perfect. So um, we were talking on Instagram, right? You, we we talked to about each other. Uh, I think of, about, I think we liked the story or here or there, and then we kept talking. And you um, you were mentioning the po- endless possibilities of speech. Yes, for sure. Um... I came across your amazing podcast because you had a local friend of mine on there, Leah Nadine. Oh, okay. And um, I was like, who are these guys? What rock have I been living under? And <laughs> so I was like, I love it. And I love the fact that you highlight all the local talent here in Thunder Bay because there's so much. Yeah, no, we could keep looking looking for more and there's never a short supply of them so yeah mm-hmm. yeah so kudos to you guys thank you so much yeah, thanks uh the like i came across the um, my dad used to be a manager somewhere in germany for some firm and um the, he went to this training and there was this guy and i think he was like one of the kind in germany and he was um this the art of language actually so there's a certain term for it linguistic yes. I think. yeah yeah and um my dad went to those seminars and they would actually film you while you would talk and then they analyze uh, your behaviors and what you do and then it will help you to improve it's it's incredible it really is like the power of the spoken word t- um teamed with body language when you're yeah. in front of an audience is incredible mm-hmm. and yeah, an even, art no. like really like yes. you said yeah, right no. like that particular gentleman you know worked with people because there's a lot going on if you're cognizant of it um, if you're an untrained speaker that's on stage and you're not really aware of the power of your words, the power of a pregnant pause, the power of slight movement or who you're looking at when you say something, um, like it's almost like a, it's a, it's like a circus act, right? Going on in front of you. <laughs> it's a planned <laughs> circus act. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. No, even, even like, even what is it like caveman times like we were storytellers and that's how we were very social and we would tell stories and it was the storyteller who would be the captivating point of it right absolutely you know what i just finished reading now that you mentioned stories a book by donald miller 
And he goes through and he talks about um, how to set up your speech or your stories in your business um, to take your your client from basically your introduction and and getting to know you to um, selling. It's an art form. It's the, they say facts tell and stories sell. And yeah. And if you can get up on a stage and tell a compelling story and somebody can see themselves in that story, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like the um, the presentations that like Apple does, for example, for the iPhone, that they they tr- they sell the new phone every year, and they have a speech and the presentation is very complex. Uh, somehow, I find that relates to that a little bit. Well, it's like they're generating hype, right? It's like, ooh, look at this new thing, and so it's part of it. It's funny that you mention Apple because um, in this particular book. They said when Steve Jobs came to Apple and kind of reshaped Apple um, and they came out with the iPod, they didn't say, you know, all the technical technology things about the iPod. Their simple message was, what was it, 10,000 songs in your ear, in your pocket. Uh, Yeah. 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 Because everybody can understand that. Everybody wants oh, that. Sure. Everybody can relate to it. Like if you come and tell me how many gigabytes or whatever it's got in it, I would be like, yeah. I would have like glass eyes. And I'd be like, yeah, I don't care. But if I can mm-hmm. walk around with 10,000 of my favorite songs, boom, I'm in. Yeah, yeah I know it helps. Sure. So I can tell you honestly that I was always very, very nervous to do presentations when I had to. That mostly was in high school, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was a total, I, I would blush up in my face. I would sweat. I would be nervous about it because I was mostly thinking, what if I do a mistake? Absolutely. And yeah, it happens, yeah. Yeah, it took me a while to let that go too. And now I, I feel more confident, but were you a natural, I guess, in that way, Laurie? Yeah, I kind of like the stage and the limelight. I'll be yeah. honest with you. But the fact is that I, I'm a high school teacher and I've been teaching for 24 years. And so when you say that in high school you did presentations and you were really nervous, that is rampant these days with kids it is but you know what i love the fact that you said you would blush up and you would sweat and you would be you know worried about making a mistake like who isn't Mm -hmm. right everyone i think i think the number one fear of most people when they do like surveys and they put them in research is public speaking um and people are like i'm so nervous to do it and i keep saying who isn't Like if you're not nervous to get up in front of other people and either whether it's a simple presentation in front of your peers in school or it's in front of a crowd of 350, you know, women entrepreneurs, if you're not nervous getting up in front of that audience, then I I think there's something wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Like, of course, you're going to be nervous. Of course, people are going to be judging you as soon as they sue you. The minute you open your mouth, they already form some sort of, um, 
idea of who you are. So yeah, it's okay to be nervous. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I guess it is. And you know, for me, it always helped to go through it. And then afterwards I was thinking, why was I so nervous? But I find that my mind is making my body nervous and my body reflects that nervous nervousity and I'm actually like mentally I'm okay. Right. Right. Yeah. You have to remember too, that when you're speaking professionally and you're in front of a stage and someone has invited you and you're there, your, your crowd really wants to see you win. And okay, they're very yeah. forgiving. Um, if you stumble, you know, if you're very vulnerable and say, Oh, uh, you know, can't find that page in my speech. So I guess we'll just keep going or whatever it may be. I find them yeah. to be very forgiving. Mm -hmm. yeah, it kind of adds to the show too, right? As long as you can play it off. Someone who's very good at it can play off a mistake as it's part of the show. For sure. And that I find adds to it. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm an English slash drama teacher. And so mm -hmm. I teach it's improv, 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 sorry, improvising, right? Oh, yeah. Improvisation. Yeah. So the better you are at kind of going with the flow and rolling off of, like you say, it could be a mistake. Improv is really rolling off um, yeah. a line that somebody gives you, the better you are at it. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think the best thing I've seen is that I was in a play and it was very loose. Like it was a high school drama play and there was a young child that kind of got loose and one of the characters on stage actually dies. And the next thing out of the child's mouth is, what happened? <laughs> and actually, like the actor, I guess his next line was, she dies. But like he, he went with it. He's like looking at the little girl. And like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, was, it was pretty good. Huh? Yeah, it, it's, it's um, one of the most incredible things about teaching drama and watching students do plays like that is the reaction from a young audience. And then yeah. the ability to go with it. Like, I'm like, sometimes you, you know, we have that imaginary wall between us and the audience. I said, but sometimes you can reach through that and like oh, take wow. what an audience says and kind of go with it. Have fun with it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't there like interactive um, shows where they actually like, pick people out of the audience oh, yeah. and join up on stage? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you might have to have some train actors on stage to be doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Yeah. Did you do drama class, Logan, when you were in high school? No, Logan, you missed out. Yeah, I don't know. I was, <laughs> was did a lot of technical stuff. So, yeah. You know what yeah, is we funny? Really... We really. Um, you said, "Oh, you know, we did lots of technical stuff." I couldn't run a show without the technical kids in my school. Oh, I know, yeah. but it, it, like my classes were very tight and I had a, at, at high school, I had a finite plan of what I wanted to do. So I was picking courses in that mark because mm. they said, don't, don't pick what your friends take, pick what you want to take. So I, I took that to heart. But, and here you are running a podcast. Here, here, yeah. I mean, where I, drama yeah. wouldn't be the best thing for you. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. That's I, mean, I, I, I definitely could have benefited, but, uh. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. I we didn't have drama class in Germany. There was like we had like plays, but only like in grade fourth, and then that's about it. There's nothing like that. Really? No, we missed out. And I think I would have not. I would have not. Done <laughs> Hence the blushing and the sweating. Yeah, yeah. but I, I would be interested now. I think now I would be like 
because Logan got me into playing um, this role playing game. Yep. Yeah, this this little game, you know. It's this little game is called Dungeon <laughs> and Dragons. Game. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know. <laughs> Been around for a little bit. And here here's yeah. the two non-drama guys, totally immersed yeah. in everything drama. I love it. But it's manly though. It's, manly. it's very manly. <laughs> very very manly. manly. Yeah. No, that sense it gets really great. English and drama. So do you have like drama? Is this mandatory in high school now? No, I wish. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, it's, it's an elective, elective but um, kids do elect to take it and it's a gas to teach it. It is the best. Okay. And it goes perfectly with the speaking too, right? For sure. Um, I you know, that helps. Yeah. yeah, I've been trained. Like if really, if I can get a 15 or 16 year old on stage, and do you know what we can do with them like some of them will come into class and their head is down and we go around the room and just introduce ourselves by saying our names and some kids can't do that and then by time they leave they're on stage in front of an audience acting it's an incredible thing to watch it's also like a social dynamic kind of thing too eh? like it's a very um I don't want to say stress reliever but it it helps kids interact with one oh it's incredible like and the thing is when I first started teaching drama to now, like we, we have like an Instagram page for our drama class and I can like the kids do story takeovers and, you know, you can reach anybody who's like, we joke, like some kids are sitting in their desk and we're like running around, listening to music, playing games, dressing up. Like it's, um, it's a wonderful, really nice break in the day that helps you with anything the number one thing it helps you with is your self-confidence. Okay. Yeah. If we throw in some curriculum in there, it's a bonus, but. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I like also that, um, like previously you both said that sometimes you can play a little bit with the script. Yeah. So there's a little bit loose and that you give the actors that, um, the freedom to do that. I like that. Oh, absolutely. Like, um, Logan, you were mentioning about watching the little child on stage. And so this past semester from September to December, I had a senior drama class and we did a play. It was a spoof on Phantom of the Opera and it was called Phantom of the Opry. And it was all and it was just a Western theme um, version of Phantom of the Opera. It was a cast. So what happened is at one point, the sheriff is trying to get the phantom and this little girl stands up in the crowd and she's like right into it. And all I hear is this screaming from the stage. So I peek out from behind the curtain and she's like, get him junior. This is the sheriff's name. (laughs) Get him, shoot him. (laughs) And so, right. And so I was like, you know, if that ever happens, cause that was like, just, um, you know, a day show and we were getting ready to do our night shows. I was like, if that ever happens, like point to her and say, I'm on it, you know, <laughs> whatever it may be. We try. Yeah, it was great. It was great. That's so yeah. Good, yeah. yeah, because then you interact with the audience then, right? That's like a bonus, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, it helps the little guys pay more attention. So mm-hmm. we, okay. um, we actually had like there was bodies being carried off because the phantom was doing his doing his thing, and so yeah. and some of them were dummies. But um, at one point, 
the the kids would go into the crowd and ask for help because they're like, oh, this guy is so heavy. And, you know, <laughs> and their friends get a, a kick out of them getting up there and they get a kick out of them and it gets a rise out of the audience. And then everybody wants to see what's going on. There's ways to really interact, um, whether you're saying a speech, oh, sure. obviously, or whether you're doing something like that. There's ways to draw your audience in for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It really, really, really brings in the audience. You know? Yeah. So you, so you actually, with the joy of speaking, you doing seminars then, or you will help speakers transform? Yeah. So what, what happened, um, just to give you a Reader's Digest version of how this came to be, is um, obviously teaching is my thing. I, I love it. I, I really enjoy doing it. Um, I was asked to go out to Kelowna two years ago and teach at oh. a... Um, teach a bunch of female speakers how to use the stage more readily or properly kind of. Mm -hmm. And um, at this time I was doing the Mojo Mama and I, it was a friend of mine who asked me to come out and I was like, absolutely. So I went out and I did it and it was the most well-received workshop or anything I've ever done outside of teaching. And I, I thought this was great. It was so much fun. Um, you know, I talked about what you do when you have a heckler, when people aren't paying attention to your speech, because that's a big, that's a worry, you know, if you've been on stage for a little bit. Yeah. And it was so great. And this has really been sitting in the back of my mind for a couple of years. Like, it's great that I have the last name Joy. So we do a little pun on that. But yeah. um, <laughs> it's a good name. Yeah, thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Yeah. So it's, I'm in my um, infancy stages with it. And what I'd like to do is eventually just all in all inclusive um, kind of weekends where I take speakers, female speakers, take them, um, walk them through their speech and show them how to teach it. Jack Canfield has a wonderful phrase where he calls um, if you've ever been to a workshop and you've sat and the speaker is really dynamic and they get you all fired up and then you leave um, he calls it shelf development. So <laughs> what happens, yeah, what happens is you kind of take that that speech, but the minute you go out the door and the speaker goes off the stage, you know, a lot of the lack of the luster is gone, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and I find in, you know, the years of speaking on stages and, and seeing other women uh, and people speak on stage, there's a lot of preaching, and not a lot of teaching. And I think teaching can move, I think okay. teaching can move the needle. Mm -hmm. yeah. I gotcha, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Do you find, so would you be, would you be confident enough to do stand-up comedy? Then? You bet your butt. <laughs> you bet your butt. You know what? Okay. I read, oh God, sometimes I have senior moments, gentlemen, and I forget the names of books, but hmm. I read this book yeah. and this particular woman, what she did is she tracked herself for a year and she read a self-development book every month. And then she did exactly what that book told her to do. So in the first book she read, it was in January and it was like, tackle your fear list. And it was skydiving was one of her fears. Oh, um, she yeah. did uh, sorry, naked yoga, which I didn't even know existed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Let's not go yeah. there. And the other one was stand-up comedy. And I've never done it, but I could okay. rock it. 
Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Well, if you ever do, so you have. No, no, I haven't. Done it. But I think I'd be okay. pretty funny with it. <laughs> yeah. Let Let me know when you go and you do it because I will okay. be there. All right. I'm, I'm going to put you in the front row and you can't heckle and you just laugh at all my jokes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there you go. It's a date. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah. Now, also, you, if you, are you okay if I switch it over to the Let's Mojo Mama it. right now? Okay, so the Mojo Mama, you have a huge thing going on yeah. here. And you are on Instagram yeah. there. I'm just opening up the page. And it says, turn your um, <laughs> show into your Mojo. Oh, yeah. I like Logan. Oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> Well, it, to be honest, a lot of self-help books are even going that route anyways. It's kind of like the shock. Right. Awe, it's funny because I came up um, with this about eight years ago. And when I was talking with my mentor at the time, she's like, Lori, are you really comfortable with saying the word shit? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> but you're right. You walk into Indigo right now and every second book has an asterisk on the cover blocking out, you know, an expletive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like dieting books and all this other stuff is starting to go that way. Just for sure. Shock you. For sure. <laughs> so you 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 motivate moms to get it to have a better life every day. That's right? that's the aim. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And yeah. it started with my own. Um, turning my own shit show into my mojo. And I always say that all moms have a shit show. It's just, we all have a different degree of it. Some of us hide it better than others. Some of us are in denial, but we all have one because it's the truth. It's the truth. I get to meet Mm -hmm. a mom that doesn't have a shit show. Anyone out there? Yeah. Yeah, If if someone is out there listening to this and doesn't have a shit show, please reach out to me because I would like to become your BFF (laughs) because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just uh, drop a message right below. Yeah, let us know. know. Um, yeah, but don't yes. Lie. No lying. <laughs> no lying. I'll <laughs> sniff you out. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because becoming a mom is one of the most rewarding and challenging things um, f- for me anyway. And, um, you know, we know these little buggers don't come with a, a manual and we're trying to do the best we can with what we have. And I think the longer you become a mom, the the lower down the priority list you become. And I really don't think that's right because the long and short of it is our kids watch what we do and what we say yeah. every day. Yeah, every day. Eh? And yeah. if we're not there yeah. modeling making mistakes, chasing dreams, going after passions, um, putting everyone else first before us, what are you, what message are you giving? So we really need to take a step back as moms and, um, you know, um, express the, the life that we want to live, uh, the things that we want to do. And do I make every soccer practice or game? No. And that's okay. Because I'm not doing things that light mm-hmm. me up. So it's good. Yeah, you can only give good care if you take care of yourself. That's what they say. Yeah, and it's 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 it, you know it's out there and it's true, but it's yeah. I don't know. It's it's a really tough message to get to moms to take care of themselves to put themselves first. There's this guilt. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's like the, the you know your kid pops out and then the guilt goes in i don't know what happens there but it's just it's yeah. crazy no it's true no i can i can reflect on that with my with lisa my wife she um Sometimes there's moments where I would be a little bit more, let's put him in the seat for a second, yeah. right? And he, we can keep him calm there. You don't have to hold him right now. But I mean, I, I get what you mean. And, and I see that yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough gig being a mom, for sure. And then you throw mm-hmm. in a partner or husband or mate and you know, now, now, now you've got a whole other ball of wax to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Yeah. You're not. You're no treat. Sometimes. Yeah, no. That's... No, oh, no, you know when once you have kids, you know if you have a good relationship or not. Well, hey, <laughs> it's it's that's so true. It's so true. It is because you're both yeah. so busy looking after these littles that you're like, oh, what do they call that? I won't go there. Anyway, they you know you pass each other in the hallway. <laughs> that. You know, it's uh, yeah. anyway, yeah, it's it's crazy. It is. It's very testing. It's um, yeah, it's but it's great. It's so much fun to work with moms. And, you know, I've had moms who I had uh, when I first started this, I had a mom come and she was a retired or she was a kindergarten teacher and she wasn't doing it anymore. And she was at home and she's like, I don't know what to do with myself. And I was like, OK, let's let's try and think about, you know, where you want to go, what you want to do. And that takes sometimes a lot of work with a mom to flush that out. And so she was like, you know what? She's like, you know, I I wrote a book. And I was like, what? And this is like months into what we're doing. And I was like, girl, you wrote a book. And she's like, yeah, it's a children's book. And I did it 10 years ago. I'm like, you wrote a book 10 years ago? Fast forward. um, I said, put it in the group. I said, I want to take a look at it. You know, I'll give you some feedback. So I gave her some feedback. She's like, wow, when you said you'd give feedback, you really gave feedback. I was like, oh, you, you put it out there. So what happened is she went on to publish that book and subsequently she's published 13 and wow. they're getting wow. um, translated into different languages. And they're about um, just your men- your kid's mental health, actually, and how to improve it. Um, her first book was called I Can Handle It. So when things happen to a little one, what they can do to kind of handle it or deal with it. And yeah, um, yeah she's she's doing amazing. She's like a super accomplished yeah. author. Yeah. That's awesome. Mom. Mm-hmm. What, what's her name? Absolutely. Okay her name? name is Lori, spelt like me, L-A-U-R-I-E. And then her last name is Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. You got to check her out. She's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we get some books. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Albus loves reading. He's just all about it. That's incredible. Yeah, he's five and he's just, he, when we, there's a book open and somebody reads it in the house, he's there. You know what is incredible is that um, I was just talking to my mom today because we're all at home with our kids, right? Because of what we're going through. And, um, yeah. you know, being an educator, there's, I see problems in the education system, you know, kids are sitting for long periods of time, listening to old people talk, you know, that kind of thing. So um, I was talking to my mom today about our kids and reading and how to foster reluctant readers and getting them to read books and to 
keep them going through till they get to high school. Because once they get there, I, I can, you know, I said to them, your, your, your child will write something and I'll read that first paragraph and I'll instantly know if they're a reader or not. So it's, it's so incredible for them to keep going. So good job. Keep the reading up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It almost like teaches you to write. Like I'm not saying everyone's a writer, but it it instills like a a passion. Absolutely. It's, it's, it shows you how sentences flow and thoughts flow and grammar and spelling mm-hmm. and everything, right? Um, such a powerful, yeah. incredible tool that can yes. be shared so easily. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's powerful because you, it, it, uh, it makes you able to create. Yeah, and go different places yeah. in your mind, right? To escape or to learn or to anything like a, the power of a book. Mm, love it. Yeah. Now, one of the recent posts on Instagram on the, the Mojo Mama, you have this project you called Grace. If you want to talk about this, uh, the great first day of unschooling. Yes, that's what I was doing with my son. So we had a break and then we've had, we knew that we had two subsequent weeks after where we wouldn't be at school. So I gave him the week after March break kind of off. But um, we, as as humans and especially your children thrive in routine. <laughs> they that yeah, That's like true. think about it. They get out of school in June and they're itching to go back by September because they're bored, right? And that goes all the way to high school. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, in order for you know the moms at home right now with their kids to have some sanity and some semblance, I was saying you need to create a routine. So, I. I'm unschooling my son and um, I'm not a grade four teacher. He's in grade four. That's not my area of expertise. I'm a high school teacher by trade and a university professor. And so when I, when I said to him, we're going to do a little bit of, you know, school at home, he was like really excited. I was like, okay, this this is going to be really good or this is going to be really bad. So what I did is I just, um, And I do this with my students as well. And I encouraged um, my moms to do this with their kids as well, is to look into what your child enjoys. What are their passions, their likes, their hobbies outside of school? And then really take that and you can apply the elements of school to any subject, really. And so Mm -hmm. my son and I were studying animals because he loves animals and we have a place out on memory road um, just on the way to the American border. And we get a lot of animals outside. So we take uh, part in that. Um, he's going to learn how to cook, like use the stove and the oven. And cause he doesn't do any of that. So it's time. Um, we're going to learn to garden because we both really like to garden, but we're Honestly. both really shitty at it. So we're, <laughs> we've, uh, we wrote a letter to our neighbor yeah. down the road and asked her if she would help us. Cause she has an incredible garden every year. And um, we're going to do writing and math and like building and puzzles. And it's not really about school. It's more about having experiences right now with your kids, I think. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you want to sit them down and say, open up a math book and say, here, do this for half an hour, your kid's going to hate you. So why don't you create something that's fun for everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing right now uh, once a day, 
uh, with Albus, I do, we have a D20, so it's yeah. the dice. And I, I roll it once, I read out the number, and then he's in SK, and then he rolls it once, and then he reads the number. Perfect. And so it goes to 20, and he's getting better every day. So it's, it's incredible. Nice. See? Like, it's just, it's so easy to do, and it's really about, like, I'm not trying to take the place of my son's grade four teacher. Um, everything is going to roll out in Ontario. All kids are going to get their education packages from their teachers. It's coming. And um, yeah. just yeah. enjoy the time. Like, I've never had a time where I've had my husband, myself, and my son at home all together all day. Yeah. And some people really think, yeah. oh, my God, what am I going to do? And I was like, You're gonna, you need to shift your mindset. You need to think about this not as we're stuck at home, but um, we're safe at home. It's a good way to think of that way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, um, and just enjoy the time. Like, yeah, it's going to be great. It will be. We, we you make have the best to. Out of it. Really, you do, right? You'd have to, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going through our unschooling journey. I post a lot of what we do every day in my Instagram stories on the Mojo Mama. And then on Facebook, I have a, a, a group of uh, moms who want to go further into things. It's called Moms Make a Difference because that's I think I think we do. And in that group, it's free to join. And I go into a lot of detail. I give a lot of resources for free. And it's it's all in there. So if there's anyone listening who needs uh, help at home, um, you can join us. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Yeah, I will, I will text. Thank that you. Underneath. Thanks. And then, and then we perfect it right there. Now let's talk about growing global. Oh, like I said, if my mind would rest, my life would be easy. My life would be easy. <laughs> um, what happened is, for a long time, I had wanted to um, get involved with a charitable cause. Um, as an educator in North America, and you know, I see a lot of students who take their schooling for granted. And as my son is growing up, um, sometimes he does dread school sometimes, and it breaks my heart. <laughs> but um, I know that that's a natural thing, a natural reaction. But um, I wanted him to know that there are kids out there who value and cherish and want to go to school. So I had tried to get in touch and, and work with the me to we, you know, the, um, the brothers there, what are their names? I want to say Zuckerberg, but it's not, um, Kilberger, Kilberger brothers, sorry. And it was too, mm-hmm. it, it's, it was too daunting and too big to get in. So I actually was at an event and I saw, I was in the States and two Canadians got up on stage, a husband and wife, um, and they were talking about their charity called Village Impact. And they built schools in Kenya. And I was like, I need to talk to these people. Like, one, they're Canadian. They're from Toronto. We're practically neighbors. And, right, they were small enough that I could reach out to them. So I reached out to them. And I said, you know, this is what I do with the Mojo Mama. But if there's any way that I can help to give back and be a part of it, please let me know. So we got in touch with each other. And I wanted to help kind of moms grow these little global citizens that we're not just living in a bubble here in Thunder Bay or, you know, Northwestern Ontario, but there are such 
moms and kids together can make such a big difference in the world. And so I, I will do often small um, events. One of them is a book swap with the sleep, uh, Sleeping Giant Brewery. Love the Sleeping Giant Brewery. Mm, Love it. Nice. And yeah, yeah <laughs> who nice. doesn't, right? Come on. <laughs> and um, what happens is you bring books in and then you swap them out for other books that you want from other people. And it, the cost is five or $10, depending on when we do it. And that money would actually go to provide books for the children in the schools in Kenya with Village Impact. So, yeah. Nice. We haven't, but we do have it on our um, family wish list to go. So we would love to travel to a school one day when um, we've Mm -hmm. raised enough funds to build the library for that school. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. We, I went once to Kenya. We were, I was still living in Germany, so it was just over right. the Alps and then down. So it's not so far, far away. And uh, we landed in, actually, we landed once, not in Mombasa, but the other one where you can actually see oh, Manjaro. Beautiful. Yeah. And um, then we flew to Mombasa, stayed there for a little bit, and then we went home. But it's a it's a life changer. I know. I've heard it's incredible. My husband actually is the director of residence here at Lakehead University, and he has a lot of international students, some from Africa and Kenya, and they talk about, you know, if you're ever there, you know, I'll show you the best watering hole. Don't, you know, if your kid wants to see, don't take him on a safari, take him to a watering hole because all the, you know, all the animals go there. It's, it's, it's incredible, but there's, I think it's, it, it would be life changing for all of us, not just our son, but to be there and to see just how happy they are with, with, with so little. And education is really first and foremost and, and very um, valuable. I really want my kid to see that. (laughs) Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Okay. You you guys want to go into the same? Oh God. I'm nervous about this. Okay. What? Go, you guys go first. (laughs) Logan, you go first. Okay. Hold on. Uh, Wait. Uh, uh, shoot, I had it. Oh, that's gone. <laughs> it's gone. You want me to start? Uh, no, I got it now. Okay, so well, this would go good with your your book, I guess, Lori. But it's it's a, a saying a lot of people use, and it's and it's actually before they use a swear word or to say something very vulgar, and it's people yes. usually say, "Pardon my French," and then and then they proceed to yes. swear or say the. That vulgarity. is true. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, So the origin, so they suggest that the phrase is originated around the 19th century, so relatively recently. Um, And the literature excuse for using French phrase in conversation with one who didn't speak the language. So it was actually originated from someone using it in the correct way. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, because it's unpolite to speak a language that the other person doesn't understand, right? If you talk, if there's three people. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. If I like, if I would see my sister, and there's, I have Lisa there, and she doesn't speak German, I wouldn't just speak German to my sister. That's funny. I have a best friend who now lives in Norway, Lingdal, 
And when she comes to visit with her two daughters, um, we have sleepovers. So they come over and they stay with us for a couple of days at a time. And when the girls are in trouble, the Norwegian comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I believe that. That sounds all yeah. really familiar. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You want me oh, to go sorry. next, Logan, or were you done? Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. Okay, cool. So I say it first in German then. Um, du bist das Gelbe vom Ei. I say it one more time. Du bist das Gelbe vom Ei. And yep. which means you are the yellow of the egg. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do yeah. you know what that means? Yeah. Okay, so in German, when you say that, it means you are all I'm looking for. <laughs> Instead of the apple of my eye, you're the yellow of my egg? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's hilarious. <laughs> no sausage reference? I think. No, not this time. Not this That's time. funny. Wow. Yeah. I, I thought I would do it again, but I thought I'd go for That's the That's hilarious. Yeah. Because it's in Germany, I guess everybody likes the egg yolk. It's like their favorite part. It is. So. It is the best oh, part, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's all I got. I, to I totally don't have, I totally misinterpreted this. So I have the apple of my eye just because you said it, the yolk of the egg, but I don't, I don't have the, um, yeah. that's just off the cuff here, boys. I don't have the thing. I picked a quote instead. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Right. The, the apple of my eye. Yeah. Insane. But I don't have the, okay. um, <laughs> you know, the background of it. Yeah, sorry. Oh, the origin. Click on, I hear I hear someone yeah. look clicking no, on a computer, okay. Logan. Are... Can, can you save me and look that up? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I think oh, okay. I actually have done this one before. Uh, I could really? be wrong. I think so. Yeah, even yeah. if you want to do the quote, too. I'm glad that you boys are flexible. Um, the quote, um, when I read it, it kind of really... Uh, shook me up and we were talking you know about the power of a spoken word and written word and reading and speaking and this kind of goes with it um, it's by Robin Sharma and it's don't live the same year 75 times and call it a life yeah, yeah. thanks yeah. I like it too <laughs> yeah no there, there was another one um, I'm listening to a lot of stoic Stoic quotes or whatever it's called, stoicism. Um, and one of them's if 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 you can call yourself alive or something like that, then um, why are you still living the life that you haven't lived? Maybe you're dead. Or right. Something. I'm, I'm butchering the phrase, but it's something like that. It's it's act as if the life you want to live in, and then you can call it a life. But if you're not, then you're basically a dead right. person, not living your life. So <laughs> That's a good one. That was a really good one. Yeah. Like a zombie, I guess. Um, well, you're just kind of there. Like you're not like people are scared of right. living because it's scary, but yet they're stuck. Like we're now we're stuck in our homes, but people just go go to work, go home, and then that's it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they don't they don't live a life. They're just there. Yeah, go, kind just of kind of going through the motions. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and they don't they don't live what they want to live. Um, okay, so here's the quote or sorry, the, the phrase of the apple of the eye. So it's very old, actually. The, the It's actually attributed to King Alfred the Great of Wessex. Oh, yes. 885 AD. 
poor Richard was to me as my as an eldest son, the apple of my eye. So I guess I guess someone had passed and uh-huh. used it. Mm. That's so, that's the guy from the Vikings. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, yeah. Is he in the show? In the, it's in the show, I think. Not the saying, <laughs> but the guy's in the show. <laughs> yeah. Did he say it in the show? <laughs> and then Shakespeare used it 800 yes, years. Yes, Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, did, you, did you hear the rumor that Shakespeare's not? I, I don't like that. Don't talk to me people. about that. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, it's interesting. No, I, I, lo- I, I'm, I love the big will. I teach him. And... Yeah, I'm just going to stick with it. He wrote it. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't no, know. It, we no, don't know. It, yeah. We don't know, right? Yeah. He's, he's long dead. and mm. uh. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to stay out of that <laughs> between you guys. <laughs> it it's is. Just, it's just more yeah, funny conspiracies for sure. for sure. the internet, really. Okay, uh, I, I have a couple topics here. I just wanted to run by shortly here, quick, if you let me. Now, Maybe. Tesla nails best ever quarter one because of oh, nice. because of Model Y and Model Three, really. Just to see the numbers, the uh, the production for Model S and X. Those are the fancier ones. Are twelve thousand. Mm-hmm. Actually, 15 sales, 15, uh, sales are 12,200, and then for model three and Y is 76,000. So you can see the difference in people buying the uh, more affordable options. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Laurie, did you, did, you did you see the presentation I, of the Cybertruck at all? No, please um, educate me on that. Okay. <laughs> so, did, do you know? I've heard, yeah, it, is that. I'm I'm not gonna go. Yes, yeah, yeah. I have. Yep. It's relevant. Yeah. Yeah. So that's would that be that design, Logan? Yeah. Basically, it's 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 a they're trying to go futuristic with the truck. So it's look. like looking like a uh, pyramid Bunch on an of, angle. It's a, stainless steel. Yeah. yeah. It's made out of stainless steel, and it's basically a concept car brought to and life. And it's a pyramid on the side. It it looks like uh, an eraser actually. An eraser, okay. Yeah, oh, I'd say more. Neat. It's a parabola, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's it, like on paper, it's actually pretty decent as far as truck goes, like electric trucks. So. Yeah, let me see if I can pick a quick picture here and then send it to you, Cyber Truck, because <laughs> I want I want you to see it. Well, uh, interesting note that when he did the presentation, he they, they tried to show how indestructible it was. And then he threw, or one of his assistants threw, what was it, a ball bearing through the window? Yeah, like a, yes. And then he, he subsequently, uh, Elon Musk, his net worth dropped like $700 million or something. Oh my crazy. goodness. Okay, hang on. <laughs> I'm going to click on this and see if I can see it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, does that speak to you or do no? You like, nah. No, I don't dig it. Tesla Cybertruck. Huh. We have friends that have a Tesla, but not the Cybertruck. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's pretty, interesting. Yeah. No, but my Did husband went for a ride in it and said it's quite impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the acceleration yes. is quite impressive. Um, beside of that, 
have to ask you as well one question we always ask everybody who's on the show. And yes, you will not die if you do this, hypothetically. <laughs> <laughs> if you would go to the moon for a day, like on a rocket, and you can spend it there on, in your spacesuit or on the bottom of the sea in a submarine, what would you I would go to the moon life? for a day in my suit Because I find the older I'm getting, the more claustrophobic I'm becoming. So if you put me in a submarine, oh, yeah. um, it's not going to go well. I wouldn't have to be highly medicated. Okay. <laughs> mm, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. No. And it's like we go, we like go on trips, and we, my son and my husband will go off snorkeling, and I can't even put my face in the water with the mask and the the little tubey thing in your mouth because I can hear myself like Darth Vader breathing and it's panicky and I don't want to see the fish <laughs> and yeah no no I can't do it it's yeah. a combination of a lot of things but yeah no yeah yeah okay makes sense yeah. and Logan what did you have lined up Okay. Well, on that note, for a small sum of three quarters of a million dollars, a guy will actually take you to the bottom mm. of the Mariana Trench. <laughs> wow. Yeah. In the submarine, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Three million three quarters of a million. No, three three quarters of a million. Oh, okay. So $750,000. Huh. Okay. So that's like <laughs> a million in Canadian. Yeah. Essentially. No, it's probably more, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, It's not a bad deal. Ooh. No, and this is, this is more relevant, um, but humans are making less seismic noise due to worldwide lockdown measures. And I didn't know that we were. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I yeah. heard that and about pollution. pollution too, right? And yeah, and yes. um, yeah. birds. Yeah. The birds are um, yes. like all over the place like they're out there and yeah they're loving it that's good yeah 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 i think they said china had a couple days wow. in clear sky where there was no smog or something like that. it disappeared yeah wow yeah um and a couple notes on nasa here but nasa is sending helicopters to mars to mars yeah wow. but there's no atmosphere how do they fly Uh, great question. This is like a drone. Does it need not? Yep. Does it need air to move the propeller? May have to investigate that, but I believe it has. Oh, there's a one percent of our own actually. So it does have a little bit of an atmosphere. atmosphere. Okay. Yeah. Oh, a one percent of our own. Wow. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's very tiny. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Ex expected to launch oh it launches in july sorry so it'll be 2.5 months prepping still and then they'll be sending them out oh maybe that's going together with that um the rover they're sending too mm, maybe yeah. could be it doesn't say anything about lorry they're sending a rover with a few million 11 million names on a microchip to mars people could sign up for it like right. getting a boarding pass for a rover Yeah, and so the headline on Twitter was last week, uh, NASA is sending 11.5 <laughs> million people to Mars. Uh, that'll get your attention. Yeah. 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 It did. It, it yeah. worked quite well. And just to jump on that one as well, that NASA has received over 12,000 applications for wow. the next 
batch of astronauts. Oh, okay. So so there's lots of interest in space. <laughs> yes. The second highest number ever reached. That's crazy. But then they have to whittle it down, right? And this would be... Oh, and they're looking at the same to send uh, the woman, the first woman... To moon? To the moon. Yes. Curl power. Yeah. There you go. 2024. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would yeah, go Laura over said, the Laura submarine. Yeah. Go the moon, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So just just to even qualify, you have to have a master's degree in some sort of Makes STEM sense, for sure. discipline. Minimum of, minimum of two years of professional experience and at least a thousand hours, a thousand hours of pilot in command time in a jet aircraft. And complete two the two-hour online. And project. then a two-hour online assessment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have the thousand yeah. hours. But I don't know that's if funny. Two hours. <laughs> yeah. So that's forty-two days in the air. If you do divide the thousand by twenty-four. Yeah. If you just sit there, yeah. right? you just sit in the fly simulator. Yeah, and then they whittle it down to about a handful of people. Hmm. That's the pool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sounds good. Now, let's bring it back to the joy of speaking, Laurie. So how would you help me? I know I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a (laughs) woman or a mom right now, but I mean, right now, like, is that going to change? No, no. But I just, you know, I'm being honest here. <laughs> how would I, well, how would you help somebody? How do, would you help somebody who gets nervous and like sweats a lot? You have to, you have to push confident? through it. It's resiliency is what it comes down to. So if you're passionate about what you want to say to a group of people, then just everybody's, everyone's nervous, just push through it. So lots of people have antics, you know, uh, they jump up and down backstage or they, you know, shake out their body and, you know, whatever floats yeah. your boat. But really, once you get out there and you get past the initial, hi, you know, here's what I'm here. Here's what I'm here to do for you today. You really, it, it just, it, you just flow. You just go. And if you can get through those, you know, first couple of minutes, mm-hmm. you're great. Um, and it really comes down to how passionate about, are you about what you have to share? And if you can't get through those few minutes, and I would, I would say maybe you're not as passionate as you think you are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that's very true, actually. Especially now, reflecting on how I feel about it, like I feel more confident in public, talking to people, to strangers in the supermarket, <laughs> like not right yeah, now, but yeah, I mean, yeah. like yeah, for all this, right? Yeah, because I like to I find myself more engaging with people socially more and more to total strangers. Yeah, just to even lighten up the mood. For example, we went into the elevator at the maternity center at the hospital before Lisa gave birth. And there was this woman and she had a sweater on and she said, (laughs) school bus driver. So I said to her, oh, you school bus driver? And she says, yes, I'm getting it done. But there was this awkwardness first, right? You can feel it, strangers in the elevator, and then yes. lightens yeah, up the you one can. sentence. It's, um, you know, public speaking isn't for everybody. And I really, you know, I, I don't think it should be, you know, for everybody. 
But um, if you're passionate about what you want to do and you really want to share it, it's a great venue to do it. Um, you could, you know, you have a lot of reach with this podcast. People can listen to it at any time, anywhere. And um, podcasts, I think, are amazing. Um, and I think that same thing with speaking on a stage. You have a, you could have a upwards of a, you have an incredible, incredibly large audience, and make a, and make a real difference in mm-hmm. the lives of those people. If one, you can deliver what you have to say um, by basically not blowing smoke up their ass. Sorry, boys, but by really teaching them something so that they can win the day. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. So you would, would you say that's then you give the material to further advance in their speaking and then what I would do is I would, you know, anyone who has spoken on stage has um, basically a, a list of topics that they will speak about. So when you go to apply to speak, you have what's called, you know, a one sheet, and it has the topics that you're most comfortable speaking about, right? Um, I'm not going to get up and talk about the Tesla, because Lord knows, I know nothing about it. Um, But I can really speak to, you know, my passions and what I'm going to do. So everybody has what's called like a signature speech or a variation of that. And what I would like to see um, more people doing is I would take that signature speech and depending on how how long you have on that stage to make your time as actionable and and doable as possible by teaching the concepts you want your audience to have it's almost like a backwards design you look at what you want your audience to be at the end of your half an hour hour and a half 45 minute keynote and then move backwards and how are you going to take them there and what are you going to teach them to leave and be able to make an immediate change in their life, right? Not that shelf development that I referred to earlier, but literally have something tangible in their hands Mm -hmm. so that they can leave and make a difference. That's what you want. Okay. And do you think the shorter the speech, the better (laughs) That's a great question. It's funny because in high school, my students think the more they write, the better it is. But sometimes it's just, you know, you you always see that image of what is it, Bugs Bunny, when you get the hook off the stage. Um, I don't think the shorter the speech, the better it is. Um, I just think the more, Mm. yeah, the more, the more that you, that you're able to, um, you have to be able to engage an audience. That's really tough to do. Actually, there's there's a study that says that the best time for a speech <laughs> is about nine to eleven minutes is the best yeah. time. Yeah. Because it's it's no, it's like a short story. It's it's specifically done that way because that again it goes back to the the, the caveman times where we told stories and that's how long. They're. I was yeah. just gonna say, and think that, about the attention span attention of spans as well. So they'll have, often, if you're doing a keynote, it's upwards yeah. of an hour, hour and a half, two, three hours. You have to move and shift that into a workshop. That's what I believe. You have to have people actually sitting and doing and working with yeah. you through that. No one wants to listen to you speak for three hours. Like, give me a break. Yeah. Where they make you go and sit with somebody oh, else that you don't know and share something about yourself. And, yeah. uh, and then you have to, like, 
Uh, yes. I don't know. Is this just like the nice? That's exactly what like... they are. Yeah, That's exactly. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay. Well, uh, we're coming slowly to a closer here. The hour is coming up. If you did I miss anything? Like, Not on my end. I I really appreciate uh, being here. This hour has gone mm-hmm. by incredibly quick for me. Um, I'm so thankful to both of you for reaching out and allowing me to be on your podcast and be in the ears of your listeners. And uh, I love the fact that we're all here in Thunder Bay doing our thing. And um, yeah, thanks thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate it. You're very, very welcome. Thank you, Lori, for being on yeah. the show as well. Yeah, for sure. Like, Thank I you. can't believe how yeah. confident you are. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, boom, yeah, I can do this. Th- boom, thanks. I just love that. You know, there's just like, there's no self doubt. You just, like, I, yeah, I, no, I can. Yeah, I, sorry. Go ahead. And, and I, have, I have respect for that. Thank you. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. I have huge respect for that. Because that means you you worked really hard on. Yeah, your I do. Uh, I try to do something ideas. every day to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Now we you are you are everywhere on the social media, right? You yeah, joy of speaking. I really like Instagram. I don't know about you guys, but I really I, I dig it. I like the stories. Um, I remember somebody saying Facebook is where old ladies go to sell stuff. So I never want to be. <laughs> But so joy of speaking um, on Instagram, the Mojo wow. Mama on Instagram, and uh, we're on Facebook too. But that's where I, I do a lot more of my stuff. You can um, get a hold of me, and we can talk back and forth in the DMs. And yeah, um, I'd love to hear from anybody that has anything to say uh, or has anything they want to uh, work on. I'm I'm here, happy to help. All right. Okay. Perfect. All right. With this, we're going to close up episode 54. Laurie, thank you so much for being on the show. And I'm sure we should do this again. Absolutely. This is all over and we do it in person. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Bye. Okay, take care.